Welcome to Health from the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lily Hartwell, a licensed naturopathic doctor on a mission to catalyze the journey toward overcoming your autoimmune disease. We'll show you the tools and how you can grow through this podcast. On today's podcast, we have Oscar Thompson Jr. Born in Honolulu, Hawaii and raised in Tucson, Arizona, he attended the University of Arizona beginning on a pre-pharmacy track, but ended up switching majors to biology. During his time in undergraduate degree, he studied abroad, volunteered at multiple facilities, Davis-Monthan Outpatient Pharmacy, TMC Outpatient Pharmacy, TMC Acute Care Physical Therapy, and Native Seeds. He also participated in a University of Arizona entrepreneurship program and a conservation summer program. Outside of his time in school, he took additional classes to be able to apply to PA, nursing, pharmacy, and physical therapy school. He has worked at Fry's Pharmacy for the past four years while continuing his pursuit and his niche in the medical field. So you have the privilege of supporting patients with their prescriptions. Do you feel like people understand their medication, why they're taking them, what they're taking them for, and then how to dose it? I would say on a good day, or I would say, no, that's not the right way to go about it. I would say, hmm, let me think, let me think. I would say, okay, I would say on a good day, about hmm, half, half the people I help will say, yes, I know I'm picking up two, I know it's this medication, and sometimes I'll throw in the strength. But I'll say the other half will be like, oh, hi, I just want to, did the doctor send any scripts for me? Oh, okay, yeah, no, I, uh, it says I have two ready. What are they for again? Like, you know, what do you mean, what are they for again? Because on my, on my end, it looks like they're refills. Or they'll be like, yeah, I drink the this white one that's kind of big in the morning, which is, it's good that they know at least the color and, like, when to take it. But I would say... Most of the time, people will refer to like furosemide, Lasix, water pill, which is which is fine, or hydrochlorothiazide water pill. Um, blood pressure, diabetes. Don't know the, the. I would say that's like the out of the fifty that don't know what's going on, that thirty percent of the fifty know the basic amount, which is okay, and then the other twenty percent just like have no clue. They're just like, ah, uh, I'm supposed to get three, refill all my meds. I don't know what I take. When I ask, like, okay, which ones do you need? Just anything on there that has a refill. Like, mm-hmm. are you actually taking things? Because the last time I saw you take this, you picked it up 120 days ago, and that was only supposed to last you 30 days. And this is supposed to be a maintenance bed for your blood pressure. And now you're telling me you're running out right now? So either you're not taking it correctly, or you just only take it when you need to, or a lot of times when I feel that my blood pressure is high. <laughs> um so it's, it's kind of a difficult question because there's just varying degrees of people I see that know what they take, but people that for sure know what they take and come all the time and are an adherent consistently, oh, I would say that's like, that's a low percent. We're talking sub 10%. Um, but, but I believe that's just the, 
demographic I serve in particular. I don't think that's indicative of everywhere, obviously, but the one the demographic I serve in particular. Well, that's very. I'm I'm grateful that you shared that, Oscar. So, what would you say the top ten conditions are that you're dispensing medication for, or conversely, what are the top ten meds that you guys are dispensing? Yeah, we have this section of fast movers, so I'll, I'll probably just draw for that. Yeah, okay, so let's see. We got in different strengths as well, not just the one or two, but we got metformin, um, isotalopram, atenolol, levothyroxine, trazodone, uh, all the brands of like albuterol inhalers. Uh, let's see, omeprazole, losartan. Gabapentin and atorvastatin. Wow. Okay. So those are all used for really different things. Um, interesting. Each of those is associated with, and I know this kind of falls out of your range, but um, each of these is associated with a nutrient depletion. Um, or if there's not a nutrient depletion, then there's a nutrient interaction. So I thought it would be fun to share that a little bit. Um, so metformin, we're talking about, uh, biguanide for diabetes. Quite frequently, the nutrient depletion is vitamin B12. Um, and then it depends on it, like if they're, what, if they're on anything else, but sometimes, uh, vitamin B9, uh, folic acid can be a depletion as well. And then you said... Um, acetylopram, and then atenolol. So atenolol is an antipressin, blood pressure, beta blocker. doesn't really deplete anything um, that we know of, but it does have interactions with tobacco. Some studies have shown um, if, if a patient is a smoker, then it might not perform as well, um, or it could change how the patient's processing it. And then, of course, potassium-rich foods and medication will have an interaction. And then an interesting plant, a botanical that we use for the lungs um, called pleurisy root. That's the common name, pleurisy root, or Asclepius is the botanical. Levothyroxine, thyroid. Oh, my goodness, the number of people, you know, who have things with their thyroid uh, there aren't a lot of significant depletions, but I do find a lot of people don't take, don't dose it properly, or they're not taking it at a consistent time of day, or um, any manner of those things, or they're taking it with something that inhibits its absorption. So very interesting. Um, you said trazodone and albuterol inhalers. You said all classes. No significant depletions, really, when we're talking about albuterol for bronchodilation. Um, omeprazole. Omeprazole for acid reflux, the prote proton pump inhibitor, the PPI. That actually, um, especially when used long-term, there's a lot of depletions possible there. And a lot of times people will come to see me and they'll be on omeprazole for an extended period of time, but really... Um, we look at omeprazole as a short-term use 
Um, and there's all kinds of botanicals that we can use instead. But that depletes magnesium, vitamin B12, and calcium quite frequently. And there's an associated risk with uh, ulcers as well, stomach ulcers. And then you said losartan or COSAR, so that's blood pressure, angiotensin II receptor antagonists. Um, that whole pathway is very interesting. Quite frequently, um, we have issues with potassium foods and potassium-rich medications, but not really nutrient depletions there. Um, and you said gabapentin for neuropathy, pain, Frequently, gabapentin is associated with folic acid, and ironically, folic acid nutrient deficiencies can increase your peripheral neuropathy symptoms. So the medication for neuropathy can cause neuropathy by further depleting nutrients, which is kind of oxymoronic. Um, and then you said a torvastatin. So those statins, of course, you know, that's the chronic chronic concern um, of CoQ10, coenzyme Q10 for the cholesterol management. So luckily, that's one of the nutrient depletions that has become really well known. Um, But I'm hoping that over time, more and more of them also become just as as well known. So that's very interesting. Yeah, get more into the light. Yeah, for sure. So Oscar, what pharmaceuticals are you guys dispensing for autoimmune conditions? Most of them are, uh, I think it's, I think they're labeled as general, uh, I don't, don't quote me on that, but uh, steroids, so methoprednisolone, prednisone, and dexamethasone. Uh, I would say methoprednisolone has been, is the most used out of those three. And then we also have like colchicine for gout, um, just not the normal indicator. Uh, we also have uh, as a thiaporine. I, I can't quite remember what that one's for. And then, but I would say the three main ones are like the the steroids, and then the the colchicine. I would say are the three ones. Interesting. So, do you guys dispense endomethacin at all when? Uh, yeah, we, we do. I um, that one's not as common though. I don't see that one too often, but yeah, that that one's in there. I think we have. I prefer endomethasone to colchicine, um, just based on like the studies that I've read and how people react. But it's still interesting to see what other prescribers are doing because it's not necessarily like the wheelhouse. Sometimes people are just following standard of care. So super interesting. Um, so we've covered a lot. Wow, this is, I'm really happy that we talked about all these things. You've talked mostly about your experience as a farm tech, but you've also been a patient, right? So are there any patients that that you've experienced, uh, patient experiences for you personally, where you had a positive or negative experience with pharmaceutical dosing and just the conventional component? Oh, yeah, I got something for you. It's happened pretty recently. Um, I think it actually happened last year, if I'm, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah, it was last year. Okay, so yeah, as I've increasingly become more aware of, like, maybe some reckless dosing of uh, some prescribers, I was in a car accident, um, I believe April, March, or no, was it pre-COVID? It was, in, it was 
attention. Not whiplash at all, but this is the second time last year. I definitely was like, oh, this is, I feel something. Let me at least get it checked out because last time I didn't even go to the doctor because I, I thought I was okay and people kept saying, like, oh, yeah, go check because maybe you won't feel it right now, but you'll feel it later. Luckily, that first rear end, I didn't feel anything afterwards, but this second time I felt something right then. So I went down to the urgent care and I, you know, did my thing, signed out my form, put my insurance in. I got seen and I was talking to a, a PA. I was like, oh, cool, yeah, all right, get the. Now I actually recognize that you're a PA. I would say in the past I've been seen by PAs all the time, just never realized until I decided I might want to be one. And I actually recognized her. She sends kind of, she sends scripts our way quite a bit to our pharmacy. It's kind of cool. Anyways, as I'm being seen, and she's asking me questions like, okay, what happened to you? You know, doing a normal procedure kind of thing. I had told her, like, okay, I got on a car accident and I feel it right here in my lower back. I think I might have even thrown a, a T-bone a at her, <laughs> like this part of my spine, but <laughs> I was trying to be all fancy and help maybe facilitate what she needs to do. And then she had asked me, like, oh, okay, um, you know, pain levels, etc. I told her, oh, slight discomfort. I kind of just wanted you to check that I wasn't broken in any way. And she came in, and I wouldn't say she touched me that extensively or, like, felt around, examined me is probably a better term to use there, examined me in a sufficient way because I would say after, like, mm, 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 does this feel a little bit? How do you feel here about it? Yeah, it's okay, a little twinge, neck's okay. And then she was like, okay, I'm thinking about giving you, you know, this muscle relaxer, muscle relaxer, it's not the carbamol. And I think the other... What was the other med she, she gave me? And, uh, I can't remember. I think it was like high dose ibuprofen. Let me see. Let me think. Yeah, high dose ibuprofen. And I was like, wait, whoa. I, uh, are you sure? Like, I'm, I'm okay. I think I just wanted you to make sure I wasn't, you know, busted up. She's like, well, you said you were in a car accident last time, right? And I was like, yeah. She's like, what did you use back then for that? Like, what did you use back then? Like, what drugs? Or what did you need? And I was like, uh, nothing i just no i didn't need anything she's like oh okay well we'll just do this for you now and you know any discomfort and you can use this for the, when you have this kind of pain and when you want to do this and i was just kind of taken aback because <laughs> i didn't even ask for anything and then when i had told her the time before i didn't even need anything and it almost seemed like she was going to base off base what she was going to write me right there what i was written last time and i was just like wow that's amazing. Like, geez, I didn't even have to, you know what I mean? I didn't even have to advocate or like beg for it. It was kind of forced upon me. So I went and, I went and did the whole procedure. I was like, okay, well, we're in it. Let's go, let's go do it. Let's be a patient. So I got them sent to my pharmacy and, which was, they, you know, had mentioned, oh, okay, the fries on first. And I was like, well, can you read me the address? Because I know when patients come up to me and they say, Oh, they said we got sent to a fries on first. There's three fries on first. And on top of that, there's just like a multitude of other pharmacies on first as well, you know, Walgreens, CVS. So a lot of times that's what happens when patients come to me as a tech. They're like, hey, the doctor said this. And I'm like, well, where did, it, where did it actually go? You need to call them up and see where it was sent. But, you know, luckily it was sent to my pharmacy. I went and picked up the meds and compared the price between GoToRx. But anyways, the, to the task at hand, that was a, ne a negative experience for me. 
really be considered. And even the words I said, like, I didn't need anything last time. I'm just double-checking that I'm not broken, right? And, yeah, it still got these men shoved on me. And <laughs> there it was. And I was like, wow, I think this is part of the issue here. This is just kind of like, oh, well, you have some back pain? You got a car accident? Oh, we don't need to prescribe this, this, and this. Here you go. Have a good day. I think that lasted like, that was like a three, four-minute interaction, to be honest. Wasn't that long at all. Wow, what an eye-opening experience, especially coming from my end of the spectrum where, you know, had you come in to see me, we probably would have examined you for two hours <laughs> before I made any recommendations, and I most likely wouldn't have started there. But quite a contrast, quite an experience for you being on the other end of all of that. It was. It was. You're not wrong. Eye-opening for sure, in my opinion. Well, thank you for sharing. Oscar, it's been such a pleasure to have you on. <laughs> well, I basically what it sounds like is you've gleaned a lot from your experience as a pharmacy technician, and in the long term, you'd still like to support patients, but you've made all these observations and come to these realizations in your experience with patients and pharmaceuticals, and now you'd like to reach out even further in how you can support them. Yes, ma'am. You got it. Nail on the head. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being on the show with us, Oscar, and we'll look forward to seeing what you do next. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in. Let us know what you think of the show by writing a review in iTunes. If you screenshot before submitting, before it gets lost in the abyss for review, and send to us at drlilyhartwell at gmail.com, we'll send you a free guided breathwork. May you go on with your day in joy.